I had my children on the floor. I was on my favorite blanket that my grandmother gave me on the floor like a cat. And I realized in that moment, the potential of what our bodies can really do as women. Like I could feel his head. I could do my own internal, like, yeah, his head, I could feel it. I was in tears. I was just in tears and overwhelmed with gratitude. Hi, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast, the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as the Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator, and I assist women in optimizing their chances of having an empowering and natural birth experience and a nourishing and healing postpartum. I offer holistic birth preparation and postpartum online courses worldwide for the conscious mama wanting to prepare emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually for her birth and for her postpartum. And if you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, then visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. If you had a natural and empowering birth experience that you would like to share with the world, then you can email me at anna_the_spiritual_midwife at gmail.com and maybe your story will be featured on the Natural Birth Podcast. Now let's dive into today's episode. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Kizia. Kizia is a mum of one from New Zealand, now living in Australia. She is a woman's coach, unlocking women's abundance in inspired action to expand their business, radiance, pleasure and love through her program, The Devoted Woman. And today we will listen to her free birthing story that took a different turn than planned and how in the end Kesia had the birth she was always meant to have to prepare her for motherhood and beyond. In this episode we mention Kesia's birth video and if you're curious you can find the link to her YouTube video in the show notes. Curious about Kesia? Find her on Instagram as Kesia Lee. Hi, Kesia, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast. How are you today? Mm, I'm amazing. I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling excited to be here and share my story again. Yes, I'm excited to uh, hear your story. I got the privilege of seeing a little bit of a snippet from your birth. Um, which absolutely we will mention in this uh, podcast that people mm. can have a look if they want to on your YouTube channel where you actually have put up, I think it was around 10 minutes, wasn't it, of kind of the end yep. bit of your birth and the birth yep, of your the last 12 minutes. 12, yeah. 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 So I do know a little bit, but that's it. I only, I've only seen that. I don't know more. So I'm very excited to hear the whole full story. Um, mm. I know that you ended up having a free birth and so I'd love to before we dive into the actual birth story Mm. just hear um, about your reasoning and reasons why you chose to do that and um, so yeah Mm. please tell us how how was that decision made and what was the plan from the beginning yeah well when I first fell pregnant I I mean I've always been someone who's very curious and loves to delve into learning all the things and um, when I first found out I was pregnant, I happened to stumble across um, one of my favorite people. Her name's Peter Jean, and she talked about her home birth. And I watched a um, a little, you know, an hour and a half thing on her on home birth, and I was like, "Yep, this is for me." Um, and that just led me going down the track of just learning about home birth, learning about women birthing in their own homes, and. Yeah, just really delving into every part of 
you know, what natural birth was and um, the experience that I could have, you know, in my own home and by doing this without pain and with, uh, without, without pain, ah, I wish, <laughs> without, without, <laughs> without painkillers and, you know, getting to experience this full passage of, you know, maiden to mother. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I ended up hiring at about five weeks, I hired a doula um, and then she recommended or I kind of found um, some midwives, you know, and even back then I look back, I was like, wow, it felt quite edgy to have a home birth. So mm-hmm. to then end up having a free birth was like really edgy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, you know, I, I, my midwife was beautiful, but then the more I guess for myself and the more I learned about, you know, for me, I, I hold my own containers and the container being an energetic force field that is around you. And I really wanted my birth space to, to the people in it to be so full of love and to be so energetically available and to not hold, put their fear onto me. Mm. And as that kind of, you know, I just kept putting the intention into it. And my, and my doula was amazing. And as, you know, I kind of just kept meeting these little edges with my midwife and there was, you know, just some pieces around, um, I'm not anti-medical. I would definitely not. And as the story goes on, you'll get to hear why. I'm, I'm not anti-anything. I'm, I'm pro-choice. Yeah. And as things kind of went on, I, I, yeah, I just kind of felt that this energy between us wasn't amazing and I woke up one morning, um, you know, and I may talk about God and it's not the Christianity God, it's it's my my God, you know, mm. not mine. But, you know, so I just kind of, I'm, I'm always in prayer constantly and I kind of just was like, just, just show me the way. And I kept saying, oh, next time I'll have a free birth. Oh, next time I'll have a free birth. Mm. And I woke up one morning, it was like a month before I was about 36 weeks and I just got this like full download and it was like, you know, to have the midwife. Mm. And I was just like, okay. And I mean, this is how I run my business. This is how I run my life. I just trust my intuition and my nudges all the time. So that's how I made the decision. It wasn't based on any logic or anything. Um, Yeah. And so from that, it was choosing who was in my birth space and just to hold this incredible, beautiful um, portal of love. That was my deepest desire. Mm. And did you do any kind of preparation for that free birth um, at all to be prepared for doing it all by yourself? Yeah, I mean, what what kind of preparation would you? Is it like the, the practical or the emotional or? Yeah, I'm I'm curious just to because everyone's so different, right? How they prepare. Yeah. So some women who decide to have free birth might, you know, really delve into. So what if something does happen how do we handle if we have this mm. kind of you know anything like baby needs a bit of help breathing or maybe or how you have a bleed or all these different things did you do any kind of preparation around that or learning around what could assist you or um did your doula um did you feel like your doula had that knowledge or how yes yeah, so what was your preparation <laughs> yeah 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 I mean throughout my whole pregnancy I actually started a um a birth podcast for the time called the Prego Diaries. So I was getting lots of people on there to learn as well. Um, and there was a, there's a home birth book. I don't know what it's called, but um, it's a picture of a baby on the front. And it's like a black book. You probably, you probably know the one. Black book? No. Black. Anyway, so I, I and there's a. There's, there's a pod, many there's books a, out there. I know, I know. <laughs> so many. And there was also a, a free birth um, course that I ended mm. up, my, my friend and I ended up buying. I can't even remember who. So I didn't listen to all of it, but I felt pretty well prepared mm. in the knowledge aspect. Mm. Um, so my doula, by the time, you know, when, when I made the choice, I spoke to my doula, you know, okay, so like what other things, oh, that was baby, um, mm. what other things, you know, just 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 knowing there's a really good quote that a, a doula I know, not my doula, she kind of once said, and she's like, it's not that we need to know how to birth as women, we just need mm. to know how to navigate the system. Mm. And so it was kind of just like, 
me, I did, I had all that knowledge. I wasn't kind of going full, I have no idea what's going to happen, but yeah. also being prepared that my doula would, if there was something um, that she thought wasn't quite right, you know, she would be in communication, she had the option to be in communication with me as well. Mm. Okay. So I was like, knowledge and intuition, mm. Mm. like deeply mixed in. All right. Well, yeah. I'm excited to hear about your story. So let's start with the early signs of labor approaching for you. Yeah. What was that? So um, I pretty much had no predonal labor at all. Like comparison to my friend who had like bricks and hicks from like 36 weeks, I had like nothing. And it was the Saturday morning. So I ended up having him Sunday at 4 p.m. And it was a Saturday morning. I kind of woke up just like feeling a little bit crampy. I was like, oh, and I was 42 weeks in. Mm. So I was like, okay, I think think something might be coming. I think maybe three days before I had lost a little bit of mucus plug. Mm. Um, So I I knew it was coming. I was like, you know, this baby's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. I kind of, the, the cramping went away and then I had a little nap at around two or three and my partner was meant to go to a, his um, football grand final and it was about 4.30 and I just started getting kind of getting these contractions. I was like, oh, I don't know if you should go, honey, but also knowing that this could go on for days, like, you know, having no context of, but it it came on so suddenly, like, from between four and five, like we started timing my contractions and they were like three minutes apart. And even in between, I could barely talk. I was Mm. like, wow. So it was like really quick, really Mm. fast, really quick. Um, And then I think at about, I think I let my doula know. And then she was there. She kind of was like, oh, see how you go and, you know, just see how things go. But I think it was about 6.37. I was like, I I need you here. You know, it was my desire to have her there. You know, first time mom, just that like little bit of a safety net. So um, throughout the night, I kind of was just deeply journeying, um, deeply in a lot of pain, deeply just uh, in the the journey of it all. and how I kind did of you, call it, yeah, yeah. And how did you um, manage that? So you said from the beginning you were quite regular and close by and it was just yep. full on very, very directly. So what did you do to keep yourself afloat, like keep, you know, so that you didn't feel like those waves overcame you kind of thing? You know, how did you cope with that? Did you have breathing techniques? Did you use some kind of visualisation? What did you use to help you through? Mm. I feel like there was a lot of breathing. I mean, I didn't personally do any um, calm birth or hypnobirth, but I have done a lot of breath work in my time. So um, a lot of somatic body work. So that I feel like was really incredible at helping me to to regulate my emotions Mm. and and kind of regulate the pain. Um, I was quite vocal. Um, I'm quite vocal in my, in who I am. So I didn't. I couldn't barely talk for like two weeks after the birth because I was <laughs> screaming a lot. Um, so almost kind of as the contractions come, just kind of like uh, you know, bringing the energy and and letting the energy kind of ride through my body. Um, you know, and there's a lot of that time. Like I, I don't remember a lot during the night. Like it was almost like this like hazy phase but I remember the morning so I think yeah in terms of like techniques it was just I just felt like I was allowing it you know I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to control it it was just allowing it just you know I just kept allowing allowing pain allowing it to open me allowing it Mm -hmm. to do what it needed to do you know and using some of my my birth mantras and you know, I had those little bits in my mind to just continually remind myself of what I was and that, you know, so many women had done this before. Mm. Yeah. So during the night you were just up taking the contractions, moving around, or did you find a nesting spot where you were for most of the time? 
Mm, yeah, I was kind of, there was a bit of moving around. There was a bit of on the ball. There was a bit of on the, we had the spare bed next to the birth pool and the lounge. Um, I did end up going into the pool quite early, um, maybe too early. I don't know. You know, <laughs> it felt nice in there. So I just kind of was in the pool. Um Loved being in the nice pool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of just a mix. You know, my my doula had me, um, she strapped like a piece of, maybe it was like a sheet over the, the door. And so she kind of get me to, mm. to like hang on that and get into my hips. And mm. yeah, she was really great at just kind of facilitating different movements and different poses and just to help, you know, and sometimes you just, uh, I felt myself get a bit stuck in one place so she would always encourage me to kind of, you know, move a bit or get into a different place just to help move the energy. Like sometimes mm. I just didn't want to, but I felt that really helped to shift my state if I felt quite stuck, mm. you know, like in an in a energy field, like I can't do it, you know, okay, okay, get up. Like you don't want to get up, but that really helped to, to break the, maybe that stuck energy that I was feeling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Beautiful. Sounds like she really helped you. Um, yeah. <sighs> she was amazing. She was amazing. Yeah. Shout out to doulas for sure. Yeah. 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 So you said you were then starting to feel like when you get into the morning, you remember more of the morning. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. So um, it was funny because um, as we talked about before, my my best friend had her baby at home two weeks beforehand yeah. and there was so many similarities. Like she went into active labor at about 4 p.m. and by 7.30 the baby was here. Mm. And I remember her telling me a sentence that her doula said to her and it was, um, this woman is not going to birth your baby like the woman that was, you know, she was embodying. Oh. And I remember, you know, it was like she needed to find that courage to birth into that, to the woman that was going to birth the baby. Wow. And so that that line was just mm. like so in my head. And I'd heard women talk about the, the transition, mm. you know, where it's like mm. something, it's like the verge of I can't. So I remember yeah. kind of just just feeling quite defeated and going through that quite hazy nighttime phase. And it was about seven o'clock and it was kind of good and bad, but because my friend had had her baby at seven 30, I was like, it's happening. It's happening. And I just had that sentence in my head and I was like, Oh God. So I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to do it. It's going to be the same, you know? So I kind of just, I, I really found like I just tried to reach deep with inside and just find this courage, you know, and I could feel him close down and I could actually feel my waters hadn't broken yet. Um, and I said to my daughter, I said, I can feel like, I think I could feel the waters. She's like, Oh, you can pop them if you want. So I kind of just poked it a little bit. They didn't pop, but I reckon the next contraction they popped. Mm. Um, and I felt like his head was, was quite close. So Around 7.30, I was really, I was felt quite awake. I was like, I felt like I was in transition. I don't know if I was or not, but I felt very conscious and very awake. And I could mm. feel, I could feel that he was close. You know, it felt like it was kind of happening. Mm. And I had the story of my friend, you know, at 7.30 and the baby kind of just came out. You know, I heard her roar, like it was viscerally <laughs> in my body and it, you know, her partner was just there like waiting to catch the baby. She kind of shot out. So, you know, I had this kind of vision in my head of what it was going to be like and I could kind of feel the head. So I was like, oh, maybe he's close. Mm. So, oh, and then also I was starting to, um, I was having, I was, I was pooping a little bit in the pool. Mm. So I was kind of like, you know, my dual is like, okay, poop, you know, like you're close. <laughs> you're close, you know, I was like, okay, we're close, you know, and I was really like getting into it. And my partner was like right there with me, like so supportive, just holding me. And then just nothing kind of happened. His head was there. Like I could touch his head. With the, with, if, you, if you put your fingers inside, yeah, for how, yeah. So how yeah. long, how many? Probably, probably like 
yeah, maybe maybe there. Okay, so not far in at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was close. Yeah. Um, and this is where the story will continue. Mm. <laughs> so by then, my girl was just like, okay, you just need to have a break. Like I was just exhausted. Were you pushing um, at this stage? Did you feel yeah. the push, like the urge to push came through you without you controlling it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, yeah. and she was kind of getting me to, to bear down, mm. like, you know, just like pra- practicing just bearing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but kind of by then, yeah, there was, there was, uh, we just like, okay, I just needed to, to regroup. I was like, I'm exhausted. Like, you know, this is probably like 7.38 by then um still having contractions um yeah just just being with it and you know I had a shower um my doula kind of wasn't you know at the end of the day she was kept handing it over to me to like this is this is your birth this is your responsibility this is your intuition you know obviously you know she's not a midwife so she doesn't have any Mm. um say I mean unless you know she felt really strongly that I needed to go to hospital but we, we, we'll talk about that um mm. so I kind of just regrouped like had a breather um had some food like had some fruit had some coconut water and yeah so that was that was I mean time just goes so yeah. quickly in that birth space so um yeah I just I kind of I think he kind of went back up a little bit and I remember going to sit on the toilet for a little bit and just kind of walking around and doing some like hip opening exercises just to kind of get my hips, you know, if he was kind of, mm. and I remember having a sense, you know, I said to my doula, I'm like, I kind of feel like he's stuck. Mm. And, um, you know, it was just kind of an intuition and she was like, okay. Mm. And, you know, sh- my doula was amazing. She would always give me facts you know, she would never put her personal opinion. It was always just like facts. So mm-hmm. I remember maybe at like 12 or 1 p.m. I was sitting on the toilet. And by this stage, I kind of was like, I didn't really want my partner or like I had another uh, another <clears throat> sister there, a beautiful friend. And I was like, I just didn't want anyone in my space. I was like, I just can't have you watching me, you know, just wanted me and my doula. And um I remember sitting on the toilet and I was just like to my doula, okay, like how long does labor go for, you know, and just, just talked about all my fears. Like, mm. like, is he stuck? You know, if we go to the hospital, what's, well, you know, what's going to happen at this stage? Mm. Um, just talked out all of the facts, you know, and she was like to me, if you go to the hospital when you're too far dilated, because by this stage there was a little bit of fear, but more just exhaustion. Mm. Like I was exhausted I was you know my body was just like I just want this done Mm. um and so there was so it was more just talking out the facts if we go to the hospital um you know that they'll probably only be able to give you gas um and if you if you're too far dilated you know this this baby's got to come out it's got to come out either way um and so I kind of just like really tuned in and obviously not having a midwife there's no reassurance yeah you know like is the baby how's the baby's heartbeat how's the baby's you know and so you know she kind of just kept handing it back to me like okay tune in and I was like you know I could still kind of feel him kicking and I was like Mm. cool yep he feels like he feels like I I trust that he's alive and well Mm. um so yeah, after I kind of talked it out and talked out all my fears and talked all about all my what's alive and if we choose, you know, the deciding moment, like do we go to hospital, do we not? Um, you know, and she just said, she's like, you know, I just want to remind you of your desires as well. You asked me, you know, mm-hmm. in our lead up to the birth, like to remind you of your desires. Mm-hmm. Um and just kept handing it back to me, like, what what is what are you feeling? What are you feeling? What's you know, all of those pieces. So mm. um, we kind of just kept sitting on the toilet and she's like, rather than, she's like, don't bear down, just, you know, just allow yourself to surrender. Just mm. like think of yourself like a flower, just keep opening. So rather than using my 
normal, which is, you know, very primal, very, you know, I can get easily into my primal, just like allowing myself just to soften, like just to open, Mm. to open. And so I was kind of just using these visualizations of just, you know, like when the contractions came, just like, like really deeply breathing and kind of imagining like a spiral of me kind of just opening. Mm. And then um, I could, um, she asked me to put my fingers inside myself again and um, see kind of how far his head was. And I could kind of feel it was at a similar position. Mm. This time, um, by this time I turned around to face I wasn't facing, I was facing towards like as if I was going to the toilet, mm. um, not, not the other way. Um, and yeah, by this stage she's like, okay, when the contractions come, I want you to start bearing down, you know, like using that, that, that pushing motion. So every contraction, she's like, what's going to happen is, is that the more you bear down, like, Every every time you know it might take a couple of contractions, he'll 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 stay, he'll stay. Mm. So I reckon maybe it was like I don't even know forty minutes, an hour of just me just like working my ass off, like to bear down, and he just he just kept coming mm. out and kept staying and kept staying and kept staying. And um, yeah, as you saw on the birth video. Um, his head came out and she kind of just directed me. She's like, all right, like you're not going to have him on the toilet. So you've got to stand up. And Logan, my partner was there underneath to catch him. And yeah, so he, he came out after about, so this was nearly 24 hours of, of, I I think pretty active labor. Mm. Um, I don't know if they would have defined it as active labor, Mm, yeah, um, medically it might not be defined as such. Yeah. Um, but it's all labor. Yeah. yeah. It's all labor. Yeah. <laughs> it's all contractions. Yeah. And so then we um brought him up to his chest. There was a little bit of like meconium. Um, I don't know if you saw in the in the video, there was a little no. bit of meconium staining. Um, so his um, I think you saw a little bit of in that video. He was a bit snuffly, bit grunty, yeah, a bit grunty. Mm. But um, that cleared up pretty quickly. I got into the bath. Um, yeah, and then uh, this is where um, so we got into the bath, and then after a little bit, like he seemed, he seemed fine. I got up, they got up and put me um, onto the spare bed and um Do you want a natural birth, mama? Then a natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you, like many other women, realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready, body, mind and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision-making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? Then the Natural Birth Course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. Yeah, we um, went and put me on the spare bed. And then, yeah, that's right. I remember being downstairs and and witnessing my girlfriend and and seeing, you know, they had the puppy pads and the blood. And I was like, okay, cool. I knew that, you know, you could have some blood loss and that was quite normal. And, 
you know, just, just witnessing that. Um, and, you know, I remember they kept asking her like, how are you feeling? Like just continuously asking, you know, how she was feeling. And mm. so after a while, you know, I noticed that I had, there was a bit of blood there and, you know, my doula just kept asking me like, you know, how are you feeling? And um, at one point I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling great, but I also wasn't, you know, I just had a 24 hour labor. i you know, physically felt like I'd just exhausted myself. So, and I was really hot and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I feel exhausted, but you know, and then probably, probably about an hour afterwards. And, you know, my doula was like, you know, there there is a bit of blood and she was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, you know, just tuning in with my body. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling faint, Mm. you know, and my placenta hadn't come out then. Oh, okay. Yep. And so we kind of just, as a group, just talked about like, you know, center not coming out, me feeling, you know, like they really were like, how are you feeling? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling great. So, something doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You know, Bub, Bub was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So we made the decision as a group to call the ambulance mm-hmm. um, and they were just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like so, and before the birth, actually, this feels quite important to tell is, you know, when I when I chose a free birth, um, I worked with um, a coach to really go down. So the work that I do, it's like um, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't choosing this birth as a, you know, a FU to the system mm, <laughs> or mm. seeing if there was any of my like wounding playing out that would have mm. me make that decision. Yes. You know, because I mean, that's the work that I do with my mm. clients. It's like to really see like what's the driver mm. of everything that we do. Mm. So once I cleared that and I actually cleared and I imagined and visualized me, you know, before before the birth, going in the ambulance, like having the baby in hospital, having a cesarean, like every single option that mm. potentially I had fear around and, and viscerally allowed myself to feel it. Um, because I believe that, you know, if our law of attraction, if we, if there's something in our law of attraction that we haven't given ourselves to fear, that, that law of attraction will show up. Yeah. You know, like I'd heard lots of fear stories that ambulances turn up and they're mm. like really nasty to people that have had home births. Mm. Like, but because I allowed myself to feel of all of those emotions or the fears beforehand, the ambulance drivers were just incredible. You know, mm. the whole way they were just like, you know, do you want to have a lotus birth? Like, do you want us oh. to keep the placenta? Like, just, I, I just, everyone was blown. The doula was blown away. You know, yeah. she was like, wow, like mm-hmm. their care and just respect mm. for me. Um, even though we had a free birth, like my doula mm. was a bit like, oh, let's hide the pool. And I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't, I don't yeah. lie. Like yeah. I'm here to be truth always, yeah. always to tell the truth. Um, so yeah, we made the decision. Um, they kind of, they gave me some, is it syntocin? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a drug Um, that can help, help the birth, the placenta. Yeah. 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 So I I did know about this, the syntocin. So I, um, so they, they kept checking with me. I was like, yep, that feels really fine for me. I'm happy for you guys to do that. Um, then they kind of just try, it probably been, yeah, like an hour and a half, two hours maybe they tried to kind of give the, the placenta a little a little tug or just tried to massage my belly you know and but I wasn't really having any contractions yeah um so we then made the decision to take me to hospital mm. um they did with my consent cut the placenta um the cord, cut yeah. the cord so the baby could be disconnected from me um yeah there was one part and it was when they got me up and they put me in the wheelchair, like I kind of fainted for a bit. Mm. So that was, yeah, it was scary, you know, mm. and scary for my partner. And, you know, he was so beautiful. He just had my little bubba on his chest the whole time. And mm. um, they gave me another shot of Sintocin when in the ambulance. Um, and we're just, yeah, seeing if we could bring on any contractions to help them remove the placenta. Yeah. Um, so the ambulance ride was about 20 minutes. And so the time I got to the birth suite, yeah, there was a whole team kind of ready and waiting for me and the doctor was there and, you know, she kind of just shared with me, um, they got me on fluids and, 
I think a drip of syntocin as well yeah. um, to just help see if they could bring it on. And by then it'd probably be about two and a half, three hours. Mm. So, you know, she was like, we, we need to get this placenta out. Mm. And, um, yeah, she's like, I'm going to see if I can get it out. Mm. <laughs> and I remember them giving me, um, saying, oh, do you want the gas? And I was like, oh, no, I've just had a free birth. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't need the gas. And they're like, it's okay if you have the gas. You know, you've been through a lot. Mm. And I was like, okay. And so I just <laughs> hammered down on that gas. That was amazing. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I... Um, she tried twice and then she was like, I think we're going to have to take you to surgery. Mm. Um, and then she's like, I'm going to try once more. Mm. And she tried, well, I just hammered down on that gas and she tried once more and thankfully got the center out. Good. So yeah, um, the bleeding stopped and yeah, that was, that was kind of the birth journey. And I had a blood transfusion the next day okay. um, because my, my hemoglobin was still like really low. They think I lost about two liters of blood Yeah, yeah. Um, but based on, you know, that's estimates really of. Yeah, that's really hard yeah. to know. But I guess, yeah, if your hemoglobin is really low, it shows that you did lose quite a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's just kind of go back a little bit to that with um, Yeah, there was there was a lot there, wasn't there? There's <laughs> a lot to unpack there. Yeah. yeah. So um I did see your little birth video and something that yeah. I was thinking about actually, not knowing obviously that this happened after, yeah. was that um when your baby came out, it was a bit grunty and it's and it I could see that you were a bit worried. And of course you would um be worried. Yeah. Um and so just reasons why potentially you did bleed, right? This is what I'm mm. getting at. So it's really, really, really important that what we call, you know, that um, third stage where, where you birth your placenta. And mm. what we need in that time is to feel so fully, fully safe and secure and calm mm. And you obviously had had quite a long process. You'd had quite a, you know, potentially, yeah, your baby was maybe not in the best position. Something happened that made it very prolonged. Sometimes it can be that, you know, actually kind of bearing downward before you're ready, um, kind of forcing, pushing instead of allowing, which you ended up in the end doing. You you allowed it to come through instead of kind of um, pushing with it. Um, because sometimes, especially as a first time mom, you might, might not actually push in the right way. Uh, you might yeah. actually con- constrict that area or contract. Mm. You might push in a way that actually isn't helping, but actually hindering, right? Yeah, Seeing this yeah. a lot with first time mamas. So mm. I really try to, um, uh, encourage just that, the allowing of, of the force to come through more so than pushing yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, that had been really long. One of the things that can make us bleed is that we have a prolonged labor, that we are yeah. exhausted. And it can also be that you went into fear mm. and that that shut down some of those hormones that keeps contractions going, which is the love yeah. hormone, right? And, and yeah. yeah, so if you go mm. into adrenaline or cortisol or that fight and flight fear kind of state, which, you know, I picked up that both you and your dual were quite worried even so Mm. that your baby looked quite fine pretty quickly but it was still that kind of I could see that there was a worry Mm. in your face and in in hers as well um and that fear kind of or can also disrupt then your your third stage right and and so you you sounded like your your contractions petered off there and and you didn't have any more contractions and of course you can't birth the placenta Without contractions, contractions, right? Yeah. yeah. And so again, that it sounds like your womb got was either tired from the long labor um, mm. and potentially also affected by a bit of adrenaline happening there and a bit of fear coming in about your baby. Yeah. And and it's just, I guess it's just really good like to reflect on that and just, you know, for women, women listening, you know, in choosing yeah. things. And this is why I asked about you know, how are you prepared for your free birth in case, you know, so this, in case something happens, like, you know, around 10% of babies come out, they need a bit of help 
opening their lungs or yeah. um, they might be a bit grunty or they need some extra help. Now, I know that there are, you know, there are courses out there and there are mamas that and papas that take full responsibility. They, they learn about the emergencies mm. that can happen um, and they they have ways. I don't know about them because I haven't done one of those free birthing courses, but mm. you know, they have different ways maybe potentially to work with that or um um or they have someone there like a doula who might know a little bit however obviously none none of that is fully you know they're not medically trained doulas yeah. they they have some some beautiful ways that they can help um but yeah. especially holding that safe space right holding that space where fear is not allowed holding that space where um where you feel like it sounded like she really did. She felt you feel so empowered. She put mm. it back on you, which is, which is truly it, isn't it? When you do a free birth, it's all your responsibilities. Yeah. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's always how it is. But I guess when you do have a midwife or you're in the, in the hospital system, system, you do also have that kind of expertise that can assist when things go kind of maybe not smooth um, always. Yeah, But again, and I also really want to talk about uh, or mention this whole thing you said about how you beforehand went through those fears. This is something that I do as well with mamas who want to work through their fears. And I feel like this is number one in preparation, even, even more important than go taking any course or, yeah. um, you know, reading any books or everything. It's really that, you know, really facing your fears because, as you say, I truly believe and I have seen how we kind of bring them about when we don't, when we kind of stick our head in the sand and not look at them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's beautiful um, uh, midwives, doctors, nurses, ambulance personnel that are so woman-centered and beautiful. You know, the the system, as it, you know, as we say, um, it's not just bad, you know. There's definitely aspects there are, but there's, you know, most of all, beautiful people who want who cares for people that's why you 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 become um you know a care provider of some sort right mm. yeah and, you really and I was just blown away you know I think feeling those fears too when I got to the hospital mm. just the love and care that was shown mm. to me was mm. just you know not that I I mean I probably there probably was still a little bit of um you know, like I, I think maybe I'd gone too much down one channel of learning the bad things that have happened, yeah. like hearing all the bad stories mm. that, you know, I was kind of still a bit like about the, the, you know, and I guess that was a desire is like hearing about people being induced and not trusting mm. their bodies. And, you know, so I'd kind of journeyed a lot in that, but, you know, it, to have the the warm beautiful you know even the midwives were like oh why did you choose a free birth and the doctors like everyone was so kind like it really just mm. blew my mind open you know and I think because I, I honestly put it down to me feeling all the emotions around it that I didn't create any negativity or hate and I was so loving as well you know I've just I've had so much in that moment I just had so much respect and love and just gratefulness that mm. you know I got to be in a system that looked after me that I was there for two days that I had a blood transfusion and food and constant care for free yeah you know and it just really gave me so much gratitude and grace mm. even more towards us towards the, the the medical you know the hospital mm. and all those beautiful as you said humans human mm. beings mm. just desiring to to help yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and i think it's really important um to acknowledge that you know that everything has its time and place yeah um birth is uh, unpredictable we it really is it's a massive oh. rites of passage we can have a dream and a desire for it to be in a certain way but then we really need to surrender that and just go with whatever unfolds and yeah 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 so we're looking back to to this whole birth journey and story that you just shared with us um what was it that made you feel like this was a really empowering birth experience for you? 
Just that I had done, you know, there is no part of me, like even as you were sharing about, you know, the, um, you know, the fear and, and what kind of happened, you know, th- there was a little bit of like just me feeling that still, you know, it's I'm still, I still feel like I'm processing it and that's why I'm so grateful I even had this opportunity to, to keep unraveling it, you know, um, but I think, you know, I haven't been challenged with, um, you know, post like postnatal depression, or I haven't like I feel incredible. Mm. Um, and I believe, you know, the work that I did leading up to, and the work that I do with my clients, and you know, that I knew that I would have, like, I got the birth that I needed, mm. not that I potentially wanted, but I got mm. the birth that I needed. Love that. You know, and that was like, so there's no part of me that regrets any single part of my decision. Like, you know, even for my next birth, I'm, I've been feeling into what that would look like, you know, and it's and it's like I think there's a piece of me that does desire to, you know, either it's have a midwife or have be, you know, in a birth suite, you know, mm. that just feels like, you know, and it feels like a beautiful opportunity. I mean, I love to share my story, sharing my story mm. and who I am as part of, you know, how I how I work with clients and women. So, you know, I don't hold a polarity, you know, I love you if you're vexed or unvexed. You know, it's not about right or wrong, good or bad. It's about, you know, uncovering. So I, I just feel so empowered because I got the birth that I needed and it helped me to prepare, you know, for, for being a mum, and maybe if I looked back, you know, maybe I would have gone to the hospital, but I didn't. So there's yeah. no questioning of it. It's just like I got the birth that I absolutely needed, you know, and just witnessing all the little pieces now that are just, you know, continuing to drop in about my choices and how I live my life. And yeah, also like losing that blood, you know, I got um, the uh, first 40 days book, you know, I decided Mm. um, when we got home that I wasn't going to have any visitors like for the first four weeks, you know, my partner and I just said, Mm. we're only going to have like my doula, massage therapist. Like we just didn't, it was just like this beautiful honoring time, you know, and maybe if that hadn't have happened and I had, I was feeling really good. I might've had people coming around and, but I got to just really, and man, those first two weeks afterwards were like the toughest two weeks of my life, I reckon. Yeah. Um, just, you know, just allowing myself like to grieve and cry, mm. grieve, grieve the, the, the birth that I didn't have that I, you know, that I didn't get to feel like these joy moments that I see women experiencing. And, and maybe that's, they don't experience that, but that was my perception, you know, like I didn't, cry straight away when he came out like I was just like oh my god do I have a baby you know and just allowing myself to grieve all of it so I just shed so many tears but allowing Mm. that and just having you know um, a beautiful support circle and a cleaner and my partner with me um, just really had me get into this full state of replenishing myself Mm. you know so it's like I came out the other side just feeling amazing. Beautiful. And it's so important. And, you know, naturally you do have most women will have a little bit of a dip, um, which we call the baby blues, right, in those first yeah. one, two weeks, um, especially kind of day three, four, when there's massive hormone changes and your milk is coming in mm. and all of that. Um but I feel like it's, it's that's multi-layered. It's, you know, we say it's the hormones and yes, there's, there's a lot of hormones <laughs> happening and that affects you, but it's also that grieving of the maiden to mother, like having that process. It's not just an instant thing that, okay, now I'm a mother and I'm ready. It's a process then of who am I as a mother, who and this baby and navigating that massive change. And I love that you took 40 days and I really encourage that for for all women to do and to really honor those first first few weeks um 
to heal not just physically but emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Um, it's huge. The first time especially is just yeah. such a massive transition in your life that most will not honor. Doesn't matter how much we talk about it. And in I guess, you know, if you look at the system, our society, it doesn't value that time either. So of course we don't if we haven't looked deeper into that ourselves, right? So yeah. I love that. I love that you gave that to yourself. Um, and obviously you had so many tools just being who you are and doing the work that you are doing in the world. You knew the importance of allowing yourself to grieve. You knew the importance of allowing those tears for the transition to happen, to take your time to heal, which most women might just shove away or feel like they're bad, or they should just be feeling full love and ecstasy, which yeah, no, yeah, this is a massive rite of passage. It's, you know, it's everything. Of course, you'll feel that love too. Um, and that looks very different for all women as well. How you feel that might not come instantly as well. I know so many women who, when they birth their baby, you know, don't instantly take their baby to their chest. They need a minute or two for the baby to need to lie in between her legs while she breathes mm. or someone just holds that baby for a minute while she goes like, whoa, you know, what just happened? Um, everyone has such different experiences that there's no right and wrong. I think that's mm. really important to talk about. Um, that so many feel like they should be having some sort of emotion come over them or act in a certain way or be able to catch their own baby and bring it to the chest. You know, not everyone will have that and yeah. doesn't make you less of a woman or a mother <laughs> at mm. all. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. If you had a first time mama in front of you right now who's about to have her first baby, mm. what advice and pearls of wisdom would you give to her? wanting to have a natural and empowering birth experience. Mm. It would be um, to, to really educate yourself, you know, around, around all aspects of birth, mm. you know, um, to have someone spiritually in your corner, emotionally, you know, to help you really work through your fears. Mm. Mm. Um, because what I see, and this is just from talking to other women, you know, that this, this is the opportunity to be one of the greatest transformations of your life if you choose it. Mm. Like the made into mother journey, I just can't even, the birth is nothing. The birth mm. is preparing you or being a mother, mm. the sleepless nights, the this energetic being that is attached to you 24-7, you know, so, you know, just honouring your needs, honouring and, and, you know, having a team around you that is just so loving, you know, and whether that's, you know, if, if your partner can't be in the birth space because of his own fears, you know, really looking at, like, what are your desires, what what is necessary for you to feel safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just having the most beautiful team around you, working through your fears, um, being empowered in your choices, like whatever you choose. Like mm -hmm. if you choose that, you know, um, you desire to have a hospital birth, like that's amazing. You know, I don't, yeah. don't want to shame anyone for whatever they choose, mm -hmm. but that you're empowered in that choice. Mm. You know, and you know all of the steps A, B, C. Like this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, mm -hmm. this could happen, um, and that you just know that you'll get maybe not the birth you want, but the birth mm -hmm. that you need. <laughs> yeah, Always. and that's such an empowering thing. Um, you know, it can be confronting to someone potentially who had, you know, what they experienced as a traumatic birth to hear that. Yeah. But I do feel like there's so much wisdom in that. And I really try to, um, mm. you know, just mirror that to women who, you know, there's, there's so much wisdom, even as we go into the depths of the shadow, right? And that, I mean, that's where the gems are actually, that's where we really have massive transformations. Yeah. When we do experience what we would call suffering is when we truly um, polish 
something deep within ourselves that makes us amazing human beings. Um, and we have we have the opportunity, obviously, um, to go two different ways. It might take us a long time to be in some sort of what we might feel experience as traumatic or suffering, um, but we can also transform that. And that's what I love doing with women and assisting them through, which I probably can imagine that you do too in your ways. Um, to see what is the, the golden nugget, what is the gems, what is the wisdom, what did this teach you, what is this um, strengthening you? You know, most women mm. going through this, whatever birth, I would actually say, it doesn't matter uh, if you yeah. had the birth that you envisioned and wanted or if it was natural or not, you know, it, it has the capacity to make you into the lioness that you were born to be. Mm-hmm. This this warrior woman, this this strong powerhouse, no bullshit woman. That is I what, what I see that birth gives women, especially in our day and age where woman doesn't truly know her power most of the time. Mm-hmm. It is like birth really shows you that. Whether that is that you had to have a cesarean or you know, or you had to have an induction or whatever it is that you did do or had to have throughout your birth, uh, or there was an emergency of some sort doesn't matter all of them are so valuable in that kind of human evolution that you needed to go through for some reason yeah Mm. and and like allowing yourself you know I see this is my belief that you know women that are experiencing postnatal depression you know there is this this element of them you know kind of feeling maybe a bit you know things happen that they weren't didn't even think could happen and mm. then then not having a safe space to really grieve and to feel yeah. your emotions you know like if you haven't done the work that you and I have potentially done I can see like mm. I struggled and I think mm. I am extremely embodied and ex- mm. you know like I think yeah. I've done so much embodiment spiritual mindset everything work and it was the toughest time for me so yeah. I cannot even fathom women that don't have a beautiful support network or finances or, you know, I just, it's just such a, you know, and so I, yeah. And maybe it's not the finances, but just surrounding yourself with beautiful humans that Mm. can support you through that and just be a safe space. Mm. Um, You know, whether it's finding community groups on Facebook that Mm. you get to share your experiences with, you know, we might not have Mm. finances, but there is women out there who just share your story that can be yes. so cathartic and helping to those stuck emotions just yeah will just live in your body yeah and the importance also of um sharing grieving and feeling those feelings because I feel like sometimes we can get stuck in sharing our story without actually truly feeling and healing it we just kind of regurgitate we, we just continue kind of a, maybe a victimhood or yeah this was done to me and so you know instead of we can also share that story absolutely you know we need to grieve it and um and you know we don't go from just experiencing something that we experience as traumatic to then just being fine with that <laughs> you know we need to go and that can take a long time mm. it can mean you have to share it a hundred times with someone that can really hold a loving space and um, acknowledge what was done wrong in a sense and, and acknowledge you. Yeah. Um, but then also as you go through that process, also claiming that, okay, that did happen. You know, mm. I can't change that. And what did that show me though about me? I think it's also like in my belief system, it's like everything is my responsibility. Mm. Like everything is because of me, whether it's, you know, like still allowing yourself, you said something so beautiful. It's like, say if in that moment I was, I was feeling fucked off that I didn't have, sorry, I didn't have the birth of my choice, you know, or I felt angry at the doctor for not sharing. It's like allowing yourself to feel that fucked offness and then coming to a place of like, and this, this is uh, everything in my life is my responsibility. Mm. you know it holds you to the level of like Mm. there's no victim consciousness and then it's like I attracted this for my Mm. growth Mm. every single thing that is showing up in my environment is because of me Mm. 
even if you know stuff that happened mm. when you were little because of your dad you know it's mm. it's your responsibility to do the work to heal your generational trauma so that you don't yes. pass it on to your children it's always our responsibility yeah and that's massive Cassie. I like that's yeah. massive and it's really confronting to a lot of people but I truly am of the same belief that you know we need a world of sovereign human beings and we need to stop uh, giving our power away and that doesn't mean that we can't be angry and frustrated at what happens to us because of other people or circumstances or, you know, whatever, definitely not, you know, and, and that has its rightful place. Um, but at the end of the day, we need to more so than ever, I feel in the world we live in today, just take responsibility for our lives, our choices and how we live and what mm. we choose. Fully. Yeah. Yeah. Sovereignty. Um, it's a big word this year, I feel. I've been using mm. sovereignty a lot this year. Just it's coming through. It's like the theme, like, you know, let's get sovereign in all our decision making, yeah. not just around birth, but birth is our, you know, the battleground of the woman. Mm. It sounds really outdated, but, you know, I really feel, you know, I don't like war, you know, I'm not saying that we need war, but like war is maybe the, the, the man's battlefield. And for women, it's birth, mm. you know, it's our internal war. It's like, we meet ourselves. We meet all of ourselves, our beautiful parts and our ugly, our scared, our, you know, we need to face our fear, our inner demons. That's where we, we're fighting our fight, our biggest fight. You know, how can we, meet this which can be you know it's monumental it's scary it's really a scary thing to go through and uh, how can we find our power in that uh, through surrender and trust which is also the feminine isn't it it's just it's i was just <laughs> i was just thinking like it's literally i was dissecting every emotion every way you be you're vulnerable it's like it's like mm. the epitome of being feminine you know it is mm. vulnerable it is it is like terrifying it is primal it is just everything what it means to be a woman and, and there's this part of me like I can feel a bit of anger that when we go to a hospital and we and we have the drugs we 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 take away the most incredible rites of passage to allow ourselves to be a woman you know and that's the thing is like even in my experience it didn't go to plan and maybe something could have done I still got to trust my body like women we are just raised in a society that we have no trust in our bodies, which our body as the feminine is the most wisest tool, like the womb. I mean, we grow life. Like it just talk about this so much because it just is so incredible. We grow life and we, we don't talk to have this relationship with it. We, we shut it down and it's just so incredible. And I just want women to, to, to tune in to trusting this incredible vessel and I abused my vessel for so long. So it's been a beautiful rebuilding of this incredible relationship. But anyway, that's a tangent. <laughs> it's so passionate. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, you know, prior to being a midwife and also still, you know, I hold women's circles and I hold temples and I hold, and I coach women um, outside of being pregnant and this is one of the main things that you just mentioned, you know, the reclamation of loving your body, honoring your cycles, um, reclaiming your blood, you know, all of this. Um, mm. And it's happening. You know, yeah. women's circles are popping up left, right and center. It's something that's normal now. A woman deciding to not medicate herself with hormones to actually feel her cycles move with the moon <laughs> you know it sounds it sounds so airy fairy it was like this is the most natural thing we should all be doing and um it seems that most think it's french dwelling when it's like it should just be your your normal state bleeding following the moon <laughs> of trusting I mean, your intuition can, <laughs> like how can we bypass nature like everything we need is in nature like you just literally look like how can you bypass something that just happens like mm. that's what we are we are na we are nature we are just mm. yes. and I just go what we <laughs> all the healing that we need everything yeah every disease you know like everything can you know nature nature yeah. nature has all the answers 
Yes. And we are an extension of nature, especially as women. Yeah. We are the daughters of the earth. We really are. And when we start reclaiming that, mm. the world as we know it will just go flop and change. Yep. We're and it's a begins, tree of life. Yeah. Placenta, a tree of life. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly. Did you keep your placenta in the end? Did you get yes, it? Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. We managed to hold on to it. And um, thankfully, it was all intact. And yeah, mm. I managed to en- encapsulate it. So that's cool. Oh, beautiful. So you chose to have it as well as your 40 day kind of yep. uh, remedy. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much, Kizia, for all your knowledge and for sharing your story and showing also how. I love these stories when they when they kind of flip on its on its it's just not that perfect picture of what you know what we yep. imagine we want this natural birth to be because it, it shows life it shows life it shows that this is this is birth it is yeah 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 it's wild we can't yeah. control it yeah it's <sighs> not perfect and life is not perfect yeah Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me and thank you for allowing me to, yeah, to release um, even more and, yeah, hopefully some women will get some little magic. Mm, I'm sure of it. Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please share it grade it on iTunes and leave a comment. If you want to connect on social media, you can find me on Facebook as The Spiritual Midwife or on Instagram as The underscore Spiritual underscore Midwife. Thank you for listening.